What's up, my friends? It's Matt here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast, brought to you by StrengthCoachSecrets.com and Royal Fitness. All right, today's topic is this, the beauty of business. Now, I had a conversation this morning um, with Tal. There was a person that she knew who was in a business partnership with somebody else, and they had this you know, business plan, and basically they were going to go and take over the world with their business plan, and uh, they bought all some, they bought a bunch of stuff. They had plans to buy more stuff and get the, get the business bigger and better and keep reinvesting and growing it and growing it and growing it and growing it. And then uh, one of the business partners left and said, no, nah, can't do this took the idea and implemented it into an existing business, um, which has you know, been around for years and is significant in size compared to this uh, small startup that was just getting started with a couple of clients, right? So this person who, who got left behind um, felt hard done by, uh, they want to quit, you know, they're thinking about quitting. There's people that are feeling sorry for them, the other person shouldn't have done this, all that sort of stuff. Now, I I get it. That could be a rough rough position to be in when you think this is this is what you're going to do for the next few years, and um, it falls through. I, I get that. I 100% get that. Um, but what I do want to point out, guys, is a few a few things that that, that need to be talked about. And and like because this podcast is multi-dimensional, like I talk a lot about um, you know the fitness side of things, the body side of things, the mindset side of things. You guys know I have a passion for business and I've been in business for a long time and, and I've had a lot of people uh, come at me in, in terms of the business world, right? It's, it's just fucking how it works. And I think this is the real beauty of business. And this is this is some keys that I'm going to talk about today, right? Like this, um, this pair of going through it, one of them left and she's taken her idea to an existing business, like... <sighs> business, right? One, one, first of all, going into business with a friend um, is is risky. It's been proven time and time again that it's risky, um, you know, and that's that's not, you know, it's just it's not uncommon to hear about a business partnership with a friendship going sour, like, it's fucking, you hear about it all the time. So I'm not even going to go into that, but if you look at the, the other side of things, like, in terms of what's actually happened and what actually has gone on. Essentially, the person who, the partners who have opened this business have gone in to compete against somebody else, right? Or to a bunch of other people, right? It's not like they're the only people in the world that have come up with this business idea or in the only people in the town that have come up with this business idea. It's like there's other people that are doing it. So they've come in to compete, right? Essentially, what's happened is one of the partners has lost and gone to a better opportunity. Um, where, you know, I don't know how it's set up, but they, they are probably making more money out of it, there's probably more security out of it, and there's probably less outlay out of it. I'm going to assume by taking that idea to an existing business, I'm going to assume that they're getting something for that, right? So, you look at it from that point of view, it's like, it makes sense for the other partner to do it, right? Did they screw over their friend? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon they did. But at the same time, they've also screwed over somebody else when they've come in and tried to take some of the, the clientele or the money from other businesses around, right? This is business, really. This is the idea of business. doesn't matter if you're a personal trainer, if you're a fucking carpenter, a bricklayer, a panel beater, baker, it doesn't matter. Like, you're coming in and you're trying to attract new clientele 
and you're going to attract them away from somewhere else. Right? This is the way it is, and this is why a few things like need to be better than the other places. You need to do more to you know, help that person get the results that they want. Like, ultimately, there's a, a, a six-figure quote, which I, you know, I love. Um, ultimately, you can get whatever you want in your life, and help enough people to stay with right? This is the thing that, that you know, this person who's been, you know, quite unquote screwed over, needs to understand. It's going to happen again. And if they decide, hey, look, we're going to continue with this, we're going to persist with this, it's going to happen again and again and again. There's going to be somebody biting in their toes all of the time, especially if it's a good idea, right? If it's a good idea, it's, you know, low output, you know, low, you know, low outlay, low overheads, all that sort of stuff. It's very common for people to get into business because it's easy to start with. Like it's, a, it's a low investment start, right? This is why the personal training industry has fucking millions and millions of trainers in Australia, yet there's only yes, a handful of good ones, right? Not a handful, but there's only, say, thousands and thousands of good ones rather than millions and millions of trainers. Right? There's a lot of trainers that get into it. They do their course. It takes them three, four months, six months, one year, whatever it takes. And then once they've finished it, they realise, fuck me, I've actually got to go and do some work and, like, not get paid and, you know, work crap hours and, you know, do all this stuff. So they, some often, they go back to a job and they never pursue their, you know, dreams of being a personal trainer too hard, right? This is no different than every other business. Like, if I was to start a carpentry business right now, it's, it's going to be slow to get off the ground. Not going to take off immediately. There is going to be competitors trying to rush me, undercut me, you know, market to my clients. Like I've had, I've had so many gyms and trainers and stuff. You know, like when Royal Fitness started 2009, 2020, right? So you can just imagine how many personal trainers down have come in and you know undercut me or tried to come in and, and um, you know compete, do similar services, do different services like. You know, it's, it's, there's people that, that look, you look at the fitness industry, and the fitness industry has so many different elements to it. You've got all the martial arts, you've got all the yogis, the pilates, you've got the personal trainers, you've got the group trainers, you've got the crossfit, you've got you know, the, the functional fitness, you've got the 24-7, like you've got a mind league, you've got the diet, you've got Jenny Craig, you've got Weight Watchers, you've got you know, all of these things in names. There's so many. You've got running clubs, you've got hiking groups, you've got fucking everything. Right? And they've all got their place, and they've all got their niche. Now, I think it's awesome, but what, what we need to understand, guys, is they all are essentially taking from each other. Right? It's just the way it works. Because you, you don't generally do all of them. You choose one of them. Maybe two of them. But you generally choose one of them, and you stick with that. Right? I say two of them because look, there's a lot of people that I train who are martial artists or athletes in some way, which is an S&C Right? Or they go the opposite way, they're doing their S&C work and they're like, I'm going to try kickboxing or I'm going to try jiu-jitsu, I'm going to try football or basketball, whatever it is. So they end up with a sport and they end up with their, their training that helps them find that sport. But very rarely they're doing you know, yoga, Pilates on top of that. They're very rarely doing um, you know, trail running on top of that. It's, it's very rare that they're doing multiple, like five things, right? And investing time, money, effort into all of them. 
So you look at it from that point of view, it's like, well, how do I overcome this problem of there always going to be competition? I'm going to gym open up right next door to me and charge uh, a fifth, a sixth of what we, what we were charging. Like, that, that's, that's how business works. Now, what happens? Do you, do you come in and you go, hmm, I quit? Or do you come in, come at it from a different angle and go, fuck that, you're going to get better. Right? You can either do, you can do either. You can, you can, under, you can charge less and you can go back and try and undercut them and keep undercutting and then it's, you know, race to the bottom who can get to the cheapest and quickest, right? Like, you know, best and cheapest and never in the same conversation. It just doesn't work on the, you know, you're not gonna, it's not going to be the best and the cheapest, but you can be one or the other, right? It's fine. Now, for us, I know, I know how much we need to charge for us to provide a good service to, to get people off the line, have, you know, the facility that we want, have the equipment that we want, the coaches that we want. Like, I, you know, started, like, a lot of the places that charge, you know, 10 bucks a week or less, like, even, even up to 30 bucks a week, like, a lot of those places, they pay their coaches shit. Like, minimum wage in the fitness industry is around 23 25 right? Now, if they're paying that, they're going to attract the minimum wage earners, right? I'll, I'll always pay my staff, I'm very selective with them I put on, I'll always pay them significantly higher. Right? Most of the time it's double or more, depending on, depending on you know, what we can do, right? what, what they can do and what, what, you know, what, what's possible. I'll pay them as much as I possibly can because it makes sense to, to have the better coaches. Right, so that's that's something that's that's one of the pluses to charging more, to being better, to, to to not focusing on being the cheapest. Right, that, that, that I think we can de- develop a better team, have a better service, have much better coaching, have much more expertise in the, in the building. So there's that. There's also the rest of it, guys. Like if you look at the, you know, what's going to happen to every single person that goes into business, is you're going to have somebody trying to change like hunt you down. You're going to have somebody who's better than you trying to keep you away from taking over. Right? I've been through both. I've been the hunter. I've been the hunted. And I'll continue to fluctuate between both. I believe in the town that we are the best. Um, and if you want to call that arrogance, you can. And if you want to look at the, the backlog of results, you know, both from a, a, a training point of view and with our members and, and clientele and a consistent point of view from a business standpoint, like, I'd say that, yeah, we've done really, really well, and Royal Fitness is really established as a as a great place to train and a great place to, to coach from and all of that, and that's that's something that I'm, I'm super proud of, but at the same time, when somebody comes in, you know, it could be, it could be someone starting out of their bloody, out of the park or out of the shed or whatever, like, it could be a Globo gym opening up. You know, or it could be you know, a facility that's opened up with an expert coach. Like, whenever any of that happens, I don't take it as a personal attack. It's just business. I look at it and go, fuck, all right, let's go. See who can do this. Let's see who, who can knuckle down and just, you know, essentially it's a game. See who can win. Right, so I know, I know that's a bit of a, a jump around guys, but what I want to do, what I want you to think about, whether you're in business or not, 
this applies in every single scenario, in every business, in every workplace, every employee, every employer. If you're an employee and you're sitting on the fence of, of trying to grow, like let's say you see plateaued, you're just doing, going through the motions, right? Not trying to get any better, not trying to do anything, develop any more, you know, give any more value. You, there'll be another employee that comes in and fucks you up that's hungrier, that wants more, that will work more for less money. Like, there's, 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 this is why fucking Indians and Chinese are taking over a lot of the trades that don't need high qualifications, right? Like, this is why you're coming in and you know, hear about work sites in the city where a van will rock up with all of the plaster in there to plaster a whole fucking building somehow, and they've got 14 you know, Chinese people coming out with them and they're knocking up a job in two days rather than a, you know, an Australian group doing it for triple the amount of money and taking two weeks. They are willing to work for less and work harder. Like, it's just the way it is. This is why a lot of stuff's getting transferred overseas because we want more, we're demanding more, but they're doing it the same, if not better, for cheaper. It doesn't make sense for us to sit back and complain about it. We need to improve. Right? If we improve, if the quality improves or the service improves, we'll pay them more. We'll, people pay more money for that stuff. They do. It, it's like just the way the world works. So just understand, like, if, if you're sitting on the fence and you're not trying to grow, somebody's trying to kick your ass. Someone's trying to take your position. Someone's trying to take your spot. Right? That's the way the world works. That's the way business works. It's nothing against you. It's nothing personal just how it is right if you look at it from a different angle if you look at it from a point of view of like alright fuck business partner's taken my idea they're now direct competitors you know they've, they've shown me that they're not great friends they they want to play this let's fucking go right what do you have to do to improve what do you have to do to beat them right this is where it comes down to a strategic plan to absolutely smash it and go harder if it's a great idea like if it's a shit idea get rid of it start again but if it's a great idea and you believe in it and you believe in yourself doing it get after it don't let somebody beat you down a new competitor will come up even when you succeed you will be constantly pushed prodded poked by new competitors it's just the beauty of business anyway my question for you today it's two parter very very simple where in your world across the five dimensions, across your body, in your mindset, in your relationships, in your business, in your fun, if you plateaued and somebody's hunting you down, trying to ruin you, trying to bring you back and beat you so they can take what's theirs, where in your world is, is that happening? And part two to that, guys, is what do you need to improve to punch them square in the face and take back what is yours and actually grow to the person, the businessman, woman, the body that you want, the relationships that you want, like what do you have to do to ultimately succeed? If you can work those things out, guys, you will do amazing things and, you know, take back what's yours or what uh, what you want to be yours. Go and build that life that you're absolutely dreaming of. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that helps out in some way. If you need any help from me, please feel free to hit me up. Um, I've got some questions that I'm going to be answering later on in the week in a podcast. But beyond that, guys, I hope you all have a great day. I hope you're getting some help out of these uh, podcasts and enjoying listening to you know my thoughts and rambles along the journey. And, uh, and beyond that, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.